Hi, Jane. Hi, Gabby. <laughs> What's new? What's up? We're, we're here in the dining room. We're in the Silver Lake studio today. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Which is fun. Which it's a treat. James got a projector and a projector screen up, but in the yes. most... You know, we did this in our Venice apartment really scrappily, yeah. and it's just nice to see it done well. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I kept having flashbacks of putting up the screen with your Tinder date. Oh my that? god, yeah, I literally yeah. It was had amazing. a Tinder date. It yeah, was he, was, uh, he worked in, what was it, like art installation? Yeah. And we had a projector screen in this tiny, we lived in a tiny one bedroom together, and so the projector screen, we put it in front of the curtain, like the big yes. balcony curtain. Yes. And of course, neither of us could put it up, I still couldn't if I tried. And then I had this Tinder date. It was like date two, and he like came over, and I was like, "Can you?" That was amazing. And then he put it up, and you guys, this is what's so crazy is he put it up, and then when I stopped seeing him, which was like two weeks later, it fell out mm-hmm. of the ceiling, but right on time. Like I had he sent him that witch. text that was like, "I just don't think it's gonna work," and then it. I bet yeah, he enchanted it. I think so too. Is he put his love spell? into it, and then it died. Yeah, but also what's funny is our ceiling <coughs> was never meant to have a projector screen because it was like a popcorn, popcorn ceiling. It was God, it was gross. It was so gross. And also, when we first <laughs> moved there, we had an infestation of moss and worms, and so these little maggots. <laughs> I would wake up in the morning and see maggots hatching in the ceiling. Yeah, it was uh, just from the honey bunches of oats thing from, from Costco. Costco. Yeah. My bad. It was my bad. I had this huge. Well, we had a Costco <laughs> kick. We were like, we're living on our own. We need to just yeah. become Costco women and. It, and Costco is full of, uh, what they're, they're called, pantry moths. Yeah. And so pantry moths start as little maggots. It's really beautiful, but yeah. you, don't, you don't want that. It was actually so funny because we would get <laughs> home together. We'd turn on the light in the kitchen, and all of the moths would just scatter. Yeah. And it looked like we had some sort of spirit living in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember like it being like one of those things where like, oh, it's not that bad. And then one, yeah. one night, it just felt so bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just remember being like, oh, there's some moths every once in a while. Like... You know, and when I you was kill like, them, moths are like part of me. I had this yeah. whole thing, you guys, that I was a moth. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought it was like a spiritual thing that was happening. It was <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> and we had to find, if anyone has this problem, our neighbor actually told us you have to find the nest. And she was totally right. Yeah. Because once I investigated, I found that there was a nest in an old honey bunches of oats, Costco size. Yeah. And then I threw that away and they were gone. Yeah. It's funny to think that there's like maggot to moth and then like butterfly and then there's a caterpillar to butterfly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do they know? Yeah, do they run into each other on the, on the leaf? And <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, and like, what are you getting in? Yeah. Too? They're like, you move a little faster, but you know, you're not as pretty as me. Yeah, that's interesting. Wait, do <laughs> butterflies, would butterflies eat cereal? You know what I mean? Like, do. Because it's, butterflies only mm. eat leaves, I think. <laughs> no, don't they drink from flowers? No, but like when they're little caterpillars. Oh, Dude, yeah, they, caterpillars. Just, they just munch. You know, that's what's funny because pantry moths are weirdly... They, they, they breed so hard at Costco because they uh, <laughs> they go hard in grains. Like, <laughs> like grains. Right. And then shipping containers is where they yeah. really party. <clears throat> so I'm wondering so, what the how that happened. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. It is a very, like, you are they're related situation. Yeah, they're t- <laughs> <laughs> Costco-style nature... <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. (laughs) I Um, saw this, like, reel or something. I was like, if I am what I eat, then why do I feel, like, anxious? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You are what you eat. Huh. I feel that. I do feel that. Um, When I have a lot of, like, sugar and coffee, like, I'm literally, like, the epitome of, like, death. (laughs) Yeah, totally. In a a rapid motion. Totally. Speaking of death, uh, James and I were going to make an episode. So in my story, I was like, we're going to talk about death because of this whole thing that happened. 
But then we like tried to film it and I was like, this is illusion pod. This isn't uh, this stupid low stakes thing happened on Sai Swoon and now we talk yeah. about it. That's not what I want this podcast to be. So we're definitely not like in the <clears throat> business of Instagram recapping, I would yeah, say. No, yeah. this is us in real time. And it was a good thing to feel, you yeah. know, for certain. So if you're around for that whole thing. Yeah, if this episode this episode <laughs> is like technically late and technically there should have been like an episode, but we did you know, record one. We did record one. But and it didn't also... energize us. We recorded it and it was like, ugh. And then looking back, I was like, yeah, who the fuck cares that this stupid thing happened on my Instagram? Yeah. So we're not late. If you're, <laughs> if you're operating actually on brains. time with our time. So. Yes. And also our time zone. <laughs> time is a man-made concept. As it I really like to is. remind people. It really moves. That's something I always think about, especially when I've been jogging and stuff it's like time goes by so fast if you have something to do you yes. know like when I was exploring the Lord album I mm-hmm. did like five miles and it felt like 10 minutes you jogged for five miles not like jogging like I was like power walking okay and jogging. like I definitely take breaks no me. I don't have I don't have that skill <laughs> yet um no a lot of fast walking and stuff but yeah. and it happens so fast and then but normally like a mile feels like totally hell. like yeah. it's crazy yeah um I you used to listen to podcasts when when I was working out mm-hmm. and then I realized that just didn't make sense it was sort of it like keep dissociative yeah. to be like my body is moving and then I'm listening to someone talk about food <laughs> you find yourself on like a stoop somewhere yeah 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 when I would do the podcast I would walk but I would stop so much yeah um my favorite is when a new album comes out totally. I'm like I'm gonna listen to the whole thing on this run You're on a discovery session um you have a book coming out zine coming out I would love you to share the story of that because it's a very beautiful LA fam vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this is actually coming out on September 3rd, which is Friday. Beautiful day. 9-3. Uh, um, yeah, that's basically Killer. what I did. As my dad said, he was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. He's like, 9-3-21. He's like, 3-2-1. And I was like, thanks, dad. Whoa, 3-2-1, <laughs> go. Um, Very cool. So uh, basically the, the book is a PDF that I put out last year, I guess, and um, sort of through the way that the world works, I was sort of inspired to do a hard copy. And I was working with someone, but it fell through. But I was sort of happy that like there was a catalyst to this project getting started because I really wouldn't Mm -hmm. have done it if there wasn't like an outside force that was sort of getting me to do Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so this has actually been going on since late February. And if you follow my newsletter, I've sort of hinted at it and like talked about things that I've been working on in secret because I'm a big believer in not talking about something until it's almost ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's a it's a zine, and the people that I actually ended up printing it with um, is this wonderful zine collective called Tiny Splendor, and we've known them since literally like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and I would go to this place called Thai Vegan in mm-hmm. Venice, and I would take my mom there every single fucking day for dinner on my American apparel hourly wage (laughs) and we'd get um these like same noodles every single time and split them and um and so I got to know the people that were working in the in the restaurant and it was it was a family and they basically started this zine printing thing and I sort of was like oh that's cool that's cool and their art was all over the cafe and it was like really 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 good also at the time like that was the coolest shit ever. It was the coolest shit like ever. Like someone having like a full zine publication. Like, yeah. And um, it, yeah. they did it, but they really did it well and they kept going. And now they have, they're in like, you know, Tokyo um, 
book fairs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and they have like an international presence. Love that. Um, and so I contacted them, and I just sort of said like, "Hey, is this possible?" And I ended up doing it with their Berkeley office because they were taking time off in LA. So, um, so yeah. So this is it's coming out, and it's beautiful. It's all in blue so ink, beautiful. which I is really, really exciting. Really, really like it. Um, and it has the coolest part and the thing that's been the most stressful for me, um, in a good way (laughs) is, uh, it's coming out in partnership with a, uh, a nine track, um, album, I guess you would say, but it's basically like there's a track for each meditation Mm -hmm. and it's not me speaking. It's just uh, an ambient track because Mm -hmm. I, this whole book, the whole purpose is sort of like, I want people to get into meditation on their own but I think it's really hard to do that and it can be so scary and so mm-hmm. these are just nine meditations to um to guide yourself on and guide yourself through like a journey that is is structured and mm-hmm. so each track is probably going to be five minutes and 55 seconds mm-hmm. so that you know there's like a limit or you can do it on repeat so I mean it, it's exciting I'm nervous but um is it going to be on Spotify like Spotify and Apple oh my god yeah you're gonna have an album release we have to yeah. think of, um, we'll do this after this when we have our little moment, but like some kind of party, some kind of release yeah. party, something yeah, 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 very yeah. cool. Um, that's so exciting. I also just want to say like what I love about your work is that you encourage people to guide themselves, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I also am really into and really, I love that because it's like anyone can go up there and be like, hey guys, like, let me like be your leader. You know what I mean? But yeah. being like, here are tools to like, it's like, it's, you know, it's like raising a kid. Totally. It's and like, I, I want you to like... be, teach a man to fish. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so excited for that. I saw the book already, you guys. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm excited. But yeah. Very not a bot. Very not a bot <laughs> and very like nobody can be the boss of me vibes. Which is not a bot. Not a bot. Right? Okay, so yeah. this episode, you guys, the theme is like, <laughs> okay, so I just want to say some backstory. It's like after um, there was some like really fucking annoying drama on my Instagram, um, <laughs> I just was like, and I don't think a lot of people get to have this experience where you're sort of on the other side of like an attack online, but when you're the one being attacked, no one's really lucky enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like, not. I was thinking about that. I was like, why do I have such strong feelings that no one else has about this phenomenon? And I was like, yeah. cause not many people have been totally like on a platform where like tons of people are yelling at you different shit. Mm-hmm. And it felt very bot like, mm-hmm. like I remember being like, this is something I just have to kind of manage. And it was like just a flood of people like saying shit to me that was like just so sensationalist and (laughs) I was like it feels like a bunch of bots and I was like life the internet feels like bots whether it's because there's actual bots or because people are kind of reciting scripts over and over again and just getting so reactive and triggered by stuff all the time I was like it just feels like a bunch of bots and I felt very bot like also dealing with it because I had to be on my phone more and um I felt like I had to unbot myself Mm. so I was like I which to me is always going outside and taking a walk and like being closer to my family. These are like not bought things. And then I just like started being like not a bot. But yeah. you and I have had that joke yeah. for years. Yeah. James and I have had the not a bot joke. I just, I, there was a time when we were dying laughing. I just don't remember what the joke was. But it's like one of those things if you say it at the right time. Right. Not a bot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's the opposite of mask off. I oh, feel like where it's kind of like, dude, there's no mask off because there's no mask on. Yeah. And I'm not a bot. Not a bot. Not a bot. Not a bot mask off. Yeah. Starts my rap career. Um, <laughs> this is the first freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not a bot mask off goes hard. It does. Um, but 
And then I started doing polls in the story where I was like, are you a bot right now? And I didn't want to, I don't want to say what being a bot feels like. I think it's up to the person yeah. and what that means to them. And I, I want to ask you next what it means to you. But like, it is a question to ask. And I think it's like, we are cyborgs, but the cyborg is like the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And then when you lean too much into being a bot, yeah, you know, which also doesn't even have to pertain to the internet, you know, because I feel like a bot when I feel like programmed and I feel like I'm mm-hmm. not speaking my truth. You know, okay, so how do you feel when I say, do you feel like a bot today or are you not a bot? Yeah. So the day before, so yesterday I answered not a bot. Mm -hmm. The day before I answered bot. Um, Mm -hmm. And that would have been Wednesday, right? Yeah. Wednesday was really hard for me. Wednesday Mm -hmm. was a really hard day. I was hitting like a bottom of you vibe with like, yeah, I was hitting bot tum. (laughs) I was bot tumming. Um, But yeah, I feel like. Being a bot for me feels very much like I'm just in the trenches of feeling emotionally down and maybe that's sort of driven by work that I need to do that is sort of like trudgy and like um, maybe even if it is creative work, it maybe just doesn't feel like I'm flying through it, but like Mm. being a bot in that like I'm going to take this step and take this step just to get through this this low point. Mm -hmm. Um, Like almost like a logical... Yeah, like, I'm showing up, but, like, I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling anything, really. And Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling something, maybe it's just a low energy. Because I don't think we can get into this more, but, like, I don't necessarily think that... I wonder what the frequency of bots are, (laughs) you know, like... What do you... Oh, like, vibrational. Vibrational frequency (laughs) of bots. Um, You mean, like, actual robots, like AI bots? mm -hmm, Okay, mm -hmm. I was thinking about... This is really interesting. I was thinking about this this morning, because I wanted to get one of those... It's a, a thing that you can measure, like a HC. Furby. No. <laughs> no, not that. Be close. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone, like, talked about Furby. Yeah, I just, like, whenever I think of a Furby, I just think of it, It's, like, one of the toys I never got to have. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, Furby's yeah, yeah. My Little Pony. There's, like, a tiny trigger where I'm, like, yeah, it's on the TV. <laughs> it's on the TV. I couldn't have it. Um, I remember looking down on Furbies because that's how I cope with yeah, you're just like, who needs Can't have it. it, who wants it. Yeah, that's real. Anyway. Um, that's very real. Um, <laughs> smart girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> really, um, it was like, okay, it was like something to measure. This was in Silver Lake when mm-hmm. I was living here. I wanted to measure frequencies of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there was, it's that there's a meter you can get that measures the frequency of things, but people use it to like, for like Wi-Fi and like, Stoves like okay, high, yeah. and so I was like, I want to use it for like trees and my body. Mm-hmm. And I did so much research, and I couldn't find anything that would measure my energetic frequency. And then I emailed the company, and mm-hmm. I was like, Would I be able to measure trees? <laughs> and they sent me this reply, which I loved, and I like saved it. And they were just like, No, like the frequency that's like too low for us. It's or no, our machine is, is not sensitive enough oh, to pick it up. Wow, sensitive yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. The machine's not sensitive enough to pick up the energy of a tree or a person. And then I was thinking, yeah, things like electronics have high frequencies. And then yeah. that started to kind of like go in my brain and be like, okay, well, what does that say about assuming the position as an energetic being with a frequency? Who are you to the microwave? <laughs> right, 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 right. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like that TV series, Brave Little Toaster, when all the appliances came live. Did you ever see that? It was I very, like, wasn't it a boomer. Movie? Was yeah. that a movie? Yeah. I remember the movie. I remember really liking it. Yeah. But I don't remember anything else. I remember believing hardcore, being like, yeah, they're all alive. Yeah. 
Um, First AI. Yeah. Brave little toaster. Oh. <laughs> um, so totally. But actually, you, what you said triggered something that for some reason when you talked about this machine mm-hmm. before did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, my dad's friend, who's like this hippie woman, had this machine that you mm-hmm. would read, you read your skin, mm-hmm. and it would give you some sort of feedback on your energy. So I saw, mm-hmm. like haven't talked to her in a while, and it would sort of I be know like, exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but like maybe I could like investigate that because that would be really interesting yeah. to, to find. No, I think you should definitely ask. I'll ask my dad if he can remember what was because I the never was. got there. That also reminds me of Scientology. They do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one time I went to. Yeah, we were there together. Okay, good. Yeah. And it was like those guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went to a, what was it, a UBC? It was, it was, was it a UBC, Church of Scientology. UCB. I know, we were going to a oh. UCB show. <laughs> I think we were going to go see Good Neighbor. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We didn't oh. get in. No, we did. Oh, we did? Oh, that was a different time? I didn't go with you. Okay, then we went to something else. Yeah, we tried to, oh, we went and we saw something and it was funny, but I didn't get, get to see Kyle Mooney with you. Okay, that was a different day. Yeah. There was a UCB period where we were going there a lot. We were gonna go, or we were gonna dinner, or something, and then we had time to kill. And the Scientology church, like the really big yeah. one in Hollywood, was across on, the street on Franklin. I yeah, and we went over there, and they were like, "Let's give the you guys a tour. were like, oh, let's go in." <laughs> and I yeah. was like, okay. And then we got like a tour or whatever, and like, but they immediately try to indoctrinate you like while you're on the but tour. But they didn't do it to us that hard because recently I was researching uh, Scientology in a way I never have Mm -hmm. and all the reviews were like they basically force you Mm. to like do all these things and I was like I don't remember that and like maybe we just like weren't like we didn't fit the material no we were so like well they go after people who are like struggling and like and we were just kind of like joking around yeah we went in with like like, why didn't they prey on us (laughs) well I think well because a couple reasons I could say (laughs) and these are just I'm just guessing but one we definitely went in with like callous energy and we're just kind of making fun of it, like you said. And I think we even said like, hey, we're like waiting for a show to start. Yeah. Like, maybe that's why. But we also like weren't well dressed, like the guys were grungy <laughs> as fuck. And like Scientology kind of wants people who are sort of like Have wealthy money. or like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's like, we just weren't. Yeah, everything's expensive. Yeah, we weren't the vibe. Like, we were literally children. I kind of love that. Like, I love that, like, Scientology didn't think they could penetrate us. Yeah. Um, They did try, they did, they did sit us down and we watched, like, a a little slideshow. I do remember that. I, okay, so I brought this up because they have this thing called Dianetics or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is, like, an energy frequency thing to Mm -hmm. see, like, to, like, establish your traumas. And that was the only thing there that, like, actually, like, worked how it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. It was, like, you hold these two rods Mm -hmm. and you think of a positive memory and a negative memory. Mm -hmm. And the rods turn based on the memory. Mm -hmm. And I just remember doing that and being like, okay, well, it did work. Mm -hmm. I thought of something negative and they did the weird thing they were supposed to do. Yeah. And that was the only experience. I feel like I was like, no, I'm not going to hold the rods. I, I think you were like, no, like, no, I was I very like, were, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't welcome us in because of me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so unfriendly. It was like me and, me and D. Um, but yeah, it did work. And that was the only experience I've had where like someone measured my frequency in relation yeah. to emotions. Or oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. What was the question? Okay, not a bot. So not a bot. You feel yeah. like a bot when when I'm just not in touch with my like spiritual side or like mm-hmm. my energetic side or like you don't feel like you're guided by spirit. Correct. I just feel like I'm taking the next <laughs> step because that's the step that I'm supposed to take. Yeah. Um, Which is very bot like. Very you, you bot. You program the bot to do a task. And it's like sometimes you have mm-hmm. to be a bot. You like, absolutely have to be a bot sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. 
fine. I think voluntarily being a bot is nice. Because I think, like, voluntarily, voluntarily botting mm-hmm. uh, is, like, like you said, like, I have to get through this kind of, like, grunt work of a creative project that in the end I'm going to be so proud of and it is in touch with my spirit. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, involuntary bot, which I think is when I find myself on TikTok for an hour. Totally. And then I'm, like, I'm... I'm like exchanging information with this device. I'm mm-hmm. not exchanging information with the device, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but like that feeling of whatever. Yeah. I do think the Holy Spirit <clears throat> is a word for energy. Like I think it's just their language for yeah. what that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Father, <laughs> Son, and Holy Spirit. And it, it is an interesting thing because in Father, Christianity, Son, it's like in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And like, the They're Father both. is God, mm-hmm. and the Son is Jesus, and then they include Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. But which, which translated is, is the Spirit, the matter, the energy, the matter, and what would um, the past, the future, the what, present? You're saying the Spirit is. I'm just like I always look at those Christian things and think like, okay, what would that mean for me and how I experience my body? Totally, totally. So it's like, what would the Father and the Son? I'm saying, what do you think? So Son is matter. Yeah, sun is like tangible Jesus. So it's like yeah. a tangible body, tangible earth. Yeah, and then and you're saying what? But Holy Spirit is the spirit, and I guess Father for me is the question. Creator, correct? So Father would right. have to be the creator. Yeah. Oh, the vessel. The vessel. But God, that's the thing. I think it's sort of a repetitive. Honestly, I think it's repetitive. <laughs> what do you mean repetitive? Like when you say the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I think like Father and Holy Spirit are the same because in in Christ, in Catholicism. Mm. I can't speak to Christianity as well, so I'm just not gonna, mm. because I was raised in Catholicism, but Father and Holy Spirit are the same thing. Maybe so. Father's like spirit guide, because if you even think like you're touching your head, mm-hmm. Father, Son is like me down here. It's Holy interesting, spirit. yeah, Father starts at the forehead in the center, if no one knows this. <laughs> Father starts in the center, Son is sort of like your uh, torso or your below your belly button, and then Holy Spirit is like, it crosses, mm-hmm. and sort of feels like the protecting... The Maybe the Father is spirit, spirit guides, just the spirit world. Holy Spirit is your language with that world, the way you interpret it. And then the Son is your body, just in terms of levels. Well, I feel like it, Holy um, Spirit encapsulates everything, especially like the, the motion mm-hmm. of like... Totally. Yeah. Holy Spirit, or when they say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is hilarious. It's to me. fucking funny. It's like okay. I, I really think that the Pope eventually was like, "Yo, they're laughing. Like, we need to change this." You guys, we fucked up. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. So something else. So bots, bot nation. Okay, I love that you said bottom. Bot, bottom, bot. Hum. Being a bottom. I yeah. have this friend. Uh, who's just very gay, very Brazilian, and we both can't drive. And uh-huh. we have this ongoing joke that it's because we're bottoms, That's and bottoms can't drive, and <laughs> they just need someone to do things for them. Uh-huh. And so when we were hanging out, um, we would just laugh at every moment where we were just being like bottoms. Uh-huh. And then I was like, are bottoms bots? No. No, because we're trying to enjoy life yeah. with as little work as possible. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely but not. But being a passenger is a bit bot-like, and I will say I'm trying to kind of, like, climb out of that nature yeah. of being so passive Yeah. and having someone else control the situation. That's what it is. Maybe to be a bottom is a bit bot-like, but in a different way. But there is freedom in being a bot sometimes, in yeah. that sense. Like, there is freedom in being the passenger, but then there's also a lot of 
a lack of freedom because if you're the passenger, you're not at the wheel, mm-hmm. you know. But if anything, like, being the passenger is just a more honest way to live because we are all passengers. We are all passengers. There's just no way to control anything. Passenger, I love that word. Um, Yeah, I think that checks out. Bottoms. Um, So we sort of got into the bot thing. Oh, also, okay, yeah, we'll get to that. But um, because Elon Musk came out with an AI sort of person that would be I think it's called like Optimus I think that's what it was yeah called. it's like but it's exactly what like we when you when you fantasize about what AI is because AI we always have to say AI artificial intelligence already exists right 100%. but then AI in the context that we're gonna be talking about which is like a robot that has like a human shape and then is programmed to do human tasks that's what we're gonna talk about and so he made something that like that which literally looks like if Tesla had like a human baby like it's mm-hmm. like a, which I did like because I'm against robots that look like people and are like mm-hmm. fleshy and emotive I hate that I'm just like why would you make them look like us if they're gonna be a whole other species yeah yeah way to make like it clear confuse them. yeah make them look like vehicles yeah <laughs> yeah that's some weird shit um but, but that was, was good yeah it's funny because so I I was researching it and I read a couple articles and one of them was like a wired I think it was a wired no it was a CNET piece that a robot read the piece which mm-hmm. I was like this is so meta mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but they, it was written by a human, I checked. Um, because, you know, AI is writing articles now. They have AI-generated oh, articles, AI. yeah. And there's an AI painter that follows me, Ada the Robot. Whoa. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but basically they, they were just going on, sort of getting into Elon Musk saying that, like, mm. he said, like, this thing is coming out within the year. However, mm. then the Wired article or the CNET article went in and just was like, these are all the things that he said he was going to do in the time frames and, and they oh broke down. Oh my god, down. okay, I have tea because, okay, I interviewed my friend who works at SpaceX mm-hmm. and basically, okay, some background. So he's a software engineer for SpaceX and one of the coolest facts about him is that um, that uh, Tesla, the, <laughs> the Tesla rocket, the rocket that put the, t- the car, the Tesla car in the rocket and shot into space, his name was on that rocket because he worked on the mm-hmm. software for that uh, mission so he's like a software flight engineer pretty sick um but the reason the tesla was in there was because they just needed weight and they usually put a cinder block wow and elon musk was like why don't we make it more fun so that's t but um so he's a really smart person and i was like okay i'm gonna interview you about this a little bit so he says <laughs> a few words on botanist elon musk and i guess we'll sprinkle it through the episode or yeah yeah okay so Here's him talking about what you just said, which is so funny to me about Elon Musk being like, this is going to happen in a year, and this is what he said. (laughs) Okay, AI, first word that comes to mind. (laughs) First word? Yeah. Sentence. Overpromised. Overpromised. Is Elon Musk a bot? Is Elon Musk a bot? Just off top, vibe-wise, because I know you've seen him before. Um, or felt his essence. Honestly, people like feel like he's like very robotic, and I think it's because he speaks in a really peculiar manner and is yeah. like pauses and like is like constant looks like he's like putting ninety percent of his energy into like thinking. Yeah, and yeah. so maybe that makes him seem smart, but like maybe he's just trying to co- like pull his words together because like when he yeah. gives company talks or public talks, it's mm. not always that concise or coherent. <laughs> 
but um, and beyond that affect, I think honestly he's like superhuman. Okay, so we just watched the video of him saying he announced a AI robot that would be able to do boring tasks like going to the grocery store, and that's mm-hmm. through Tesla. But what do you think about that? And then the then he threw in that we can probably have a prototype in the next year, which I've totally <laughs> been in the office and he'll make some statement like that and it's like a nightmare for the entire team because now so, now somebody's going to have to like put something together or like spend a bunch of wasted effort like trying and like convincing him that that's totally unrealistic mm. and it's probably going to take away from whatever they're actually trying to work on already under pressure <laughs> but what do I think of like the bot that what do you think about the bot that he makes and then kind of go into like what you think about AI bots in general um, I don't know, like, there's, like, a, what we were talking about earlier, like, there's, like, a Phyllis, like, AI really is just, like, a platform to talk about, like, philosophy, oftentimes, and then you could also talk about it as, like, literally just, like, a product. What would you have a robot do for you? <laughs> if you could, what if you got I the Tesla bot, Elon was like, hey, you, right over there, my employee, you get the first one. What would you want it to do for you? Honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't really have, like, my laundry. Yeah, laundry kind of sucks. Yeah, like, collecting all my laundry, like, doing it and putting it away. (laughs) The dishes, like, stuff, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, going to the grocery store, maybe, if I could trust Mm. it. But it's, like, the the technological aspect is, like, they're all going to be buggy and flawed and... Thank you, SpaceX and on. That's um, that is tea. Honestly, I really like the behind the scenes info, mm-hmm. and the whole um, philosophy versus product idea is definitely like what I've been pondering. So, um, thank you. Because this is my thing is sort of like he didn't, and so he just basically he had a person dressed up as a robot mm. come in and it pretend like it was the robot, and then the robot dancing. started dancing around. And I just feel like Elon Musk <laughs> is, and even hearing you say that about um, your friend's work experiences, I don't think that he. I think he's more of a performance artist, mm-hmm. and I think that he likes that thrill of being on stage and presenting something. But he, I wonder what his sign is because he seems like the ultimate Aries of like having a great idea. I looked up, look up his whole birth chart though. There's actually a website Um, now that now gives you the whole thing. Um, yeah, let's look at his sign. But I have another screen grab. I mean, not a screen grab, another quote from my friend that I interviewed who literally says like, everyone thinks of Elon Musk when they think of those brands, but he's really just like the face of it. Yeah. But there's so much that goes into it. That's like, you know, obviously, but this astrotheme.com. Yeah, I think that's what I looked. Six twenty-eight. Oh no, Gemini probably. He's in Virgo. Oh no, Gemini. Leo. Um, Sun in Cancer. Oh. Ascendant in Gemini. Moon in Virgo. Mercury in Aries. (laughs) You have a Moon in Virgo. No wonder y'all cry. No, I don't. Oh, rising. (laughs) That's spelling. Straight up. Um, cancer. See, his even his chart is humanizing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he must have a hard time. That's why he's in love with Grimes and has multiple babies. Yeah. He's domestic. He's so He seems like such a Gemini. Yeah, he does. Just like, I'm con- constantly... <laughs> and having a Mercury in Aries, I have my Mercury in Aries, and it is hard. It's a hell of a drug. Um, it totally but is. But that's the thing. I know what you're saying, and I also... Whoa, celebrities born on the same day. Henry VIII of England, the one that killed all his wives. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks. Mick Jagger. 
Um, What's his Venus? To me, that's the heart of everyone. It doesn't say. How does it? How do you read a chart? This is (laughs) such a crazy site. Um, But no, I feel you on like, like even there was another viral video of him where he danced. Remember mm -hmm, that? mm -hmm. I think it's funny. Like, (laughs) I think that we need more of that. Like, it's very 80s to me. You know, he does, to be yeah. like, hey guys, we're coming out with a new car. Bring out the dancing, yeah, like ladies or something. And then so he had this, the robot was dancing all funny, and it was like a person, right? But the thing he said, this is what stuck with me the most of that um, video was, he said, we're gonna make a bot to do boring tasks. Mm-hmm. And two things about that: one, he's pretty much like commodified the word boring into his life. Yes. Like, it's he like has the whole boring company. He has boring company. And so him just, like, saying that, I was like, you're so, like, in tune with your brand as yeah. a performer, first of all. Yeah. And then second, I was like, boring tasks, like getting groceries. And then it brought up the question for me where I was like, I'm someone who sees a lot of value in remembering that getting groceries and doing errands can be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. we should kind of see it from that position. Yeah. When it is obvious that, like, those things can be kind of, like, pesky in the way and eventually you're like, fuck it, I'll just order food, right? But, like... Is that the direction that we should go in? Of being Absolutely like, not. going to the grocery store is so boring, I'm going to buy this robot. First of all, his Venus is in Taurus. I've come out of my research I'm hole. hot. That's why he has so many kids. Um, <laughs> Literally, he's like... Because he has that decadence. He has that yeah. playful decadence. Yeah. I think, yeah. Not decadence, like indulgence. Indulgence. Like, like you're indulgence. like, oh, you're this... Because he's not like... He's there's something like human about the fact that he like fell in love with Grimes mm-hmm. and like had a baby. Like, well, he has yeah, he has so many kids. Um, I love yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically, oh. <laughs> I have to pee. Okay, I'll call you. We're back. We're back. Dog dog was barking at the mailman. That the got scared. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think that we should get rid of the, the boring tasks in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. I do think that that is something that grounds us and makes us human. What about people you know? that need, like, assistance? Okay, let's be real, I guess. is like, this robot's going to be for people who probably have an assistant already doing that stuff for them. Yeah. True. It just, like, feels like a stretch. Like, I just... This is my whole thing, like, with AI in general, is, mm-hmm. like... I mean, like, would you want that in your house? I think that it would fight me. <laughs> like, I just have this, like, thing in my head where, like, I say the wrong thing and, like, it watched, like, a samurai video on YouTube or something. <laughs> That's what I think. Like, I'm like, I can't control how you process info. Yeah. And it's like, what if you watched, like, a Bruce Lee movie and then I said the same thing that was said in the Bruce Lee movie before yeah. someone got smacked. Yeah. And then I get hit. I think, yeah. So, yeah, because basically, like, okay, so when we were doing this episode, we were we did some research on AI in general and something that I found incredibly interesting is like the way that they're designing AI is with neural um, networks, which is the same way that our brains work. Mm-hmm. So they're essentially just building another species of hu- that is extremely similar to humans. The des- say the desire thing you told me earlier. Yeah. So um, in accordance with that, like the way that they've like we operate a lot through dopamine and like mm-hmm. dopamine isn't necessarily like getting something good it's a surprise and so our mm. brains are surprised by something and we find it enjoyable to learn and mm-hmm. so they've sort of implemented the same thing with ai a lot of them um they, they started with like video games and one of the video like they had like 
the AI play like Super Mario Kart and all mm. of these different things. And then there's this one video game that like doesn't have any dopamine response for a really long time mm. until you win the game. And so they mm. just kept losing because they don't didn't care. Mm. And so wow. So then what they did was they implemented this thing of like you'll feel better when you take a step forward when you do anything at all. Mm. But basically the bots in the same way that we are are driven by desire. Yes. And so it's a desire to like achieve something or feel something, um, to be rewarded, to complete the task. Mm. And I feel like that's a huge flaw and it's very similar in like creating the human face and putting (laughs) it on like a bot because, um, we are completely flawed. Like the human experience is incredibly flawed. Um, and we do a lot of like lower level things through desire, I think. Yeah, so why create a species that is as kind of dumb as us? <laughs> yeah. In a way. Um, and so... Mm. But then, okay, when you hear that, doesn't it make you think, wow, living, like, this existence is really all of us making art about ourselves? Because if you say, oh, we're making AI to better the world, then you make it literally do be, like, based in, like, personal... Yeah. Personhood. Well, this is the thing is, like... Yeah, exactly. We're obsessed with ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also Even our technology that's supposed to be bigger than us. Right. Well, this is the thing is I do think that what I find interesting about AI is we're going to create AI. We already have, but we're going to create AI on a big scale that everyone can use all the time, and it's essentially free labor. Mm-hmm. So once you get all of the capital to create this AI system, you have free labor. And so we're just going to use this free labor, but, but they are going to be essentially like robotic creatures with neural networks in the same way that we have energy running through mm-hmm. neural pathways it won't be in free the labor because especially in the beginning years there's gonna be so much maintenance true but like emotionally free um but Less i mean like time. free as in like if i i don't have to pay a doctor mm-hmm. to, to like look at my like weird freckle mm-hmm. i can just go on the app and like just access the AI mm-hmm. bot, so it's like pennies in comparison to like actual doctors. Our, also, our desire for this like kind of shows how much we don't like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like the only function of AI is that's different is like you go to a doctor and there's a personality there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like for me, it's like when my doctor looks like me or we're like the same ethnicity, they treat me so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. or like if someone mirrors you, they like, and it's like so that <laughs> that possibility and that like possible like personality like well personhood is like a variable that we can't control yeah and it can be an anxiety inducing yeah weird to go to a doctor there's like another human being that like now there's power plays and there's like a social are we feeling awkward yeah are we awkward do we have a crush (laughs) you know like (laughs) and then that's just taken away you know is that what it is it's just we just are so annoyed with well the awkwardness of being human and so yeah and i think there's (laughs) definitely that aspect to it and it's also like I feel like we've reached a limit in human potential and so it's like or we perceive that we have reached a limit in human mm-hmm. potential and so we're we want to expand past that and so like in theory AI will just become smarter than like if we have an AI doctor mm-hmm. it will be smarter than any specialist than that we could get because it has like an entire um, wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. can compute things faster doesn't have the emotional thing like doesn't have an opinion. Doesn't have an opinion. and But what's interesting is AI right now is, like, so... It's interesting to hear about what they're doing to train it. Like, they were training these AI bots to look at... Um, I think it was just, like, like little little tiny tumors. 
And instead of looking for the tumors, they were looking for the ruler because the AI didn't know that they were looking for the little like tumor. They, so they were kept telling people like, no cancer, no cancer, because they couldn't find a ruler in the scan. Why were they, why did they think that they had to find a ruler? Because like when they were training the AIs, they were like, if this, if the tumor is this big with oh, a ruler. Oh, so they thought the ruler they were was the tumor. On the wrong thing. Oh God, that's so funny. Isn't that insane? And so we don't that's think so about simple. these things, but it's basically like training children, like raising children. Also that huh. they had like, I think it was an Uber, self-driving wow. Uber that like killed a pedestrian mm. in 2018. And the reason why that happened was the woman was walking across the street. She was jaywalking. They didn't program in jaywalking. Mm. They just programmed in rules of the road. Mm. And also this woman had a bicycle. She was walking a bicycle. Mm. And the computer couldn't compute like, is this a pedestrian or is this a bike? And so every single time, the AI had to restart the thinking process. Oh, my gosh. And then it was just too late. Yeah, see, that's the flaw. Because because we, we expect, like, AIs don't have nuance right away. Like, yeah. Humans they only have, have what they're given. Yeah, humans have nuance from a very early age. We learn how to, like, also not even. Things. Like, if you think of the different realities we all live in. I mean, yeah, we have nuance and we learn social cues. But it's funny yeah. to hear this very base level of something that I feel humans also struggle with now mm -hmm. is that especially with the algorithm and like certain communities that really stick together especially now when everyone's so obsessed with like you know this political party there's this political party like you guys are all like this you guys are yeah. all like this it's like it's the same thing with the ai only yeah. learning that like you know yeah the ruler versus the tumor and it's like yeah. it just takes a little bit of critical thinking as a human being to figure it out yeah but we're also programmed that way yeah no it's really <laughs> really really interesting and like Something that um, uh, fixes posture. I know it fixes posture. What if posture. every time we potted, we had like really good posture, posture training? When I used to work retail, we would have days where we'd be like, "Hey guys, posture day," and we'd all really, yeah, we'd all. It was at the the gifts, the the oh, bookstore that makes gift sense. store. Yeah, because we could all see each other. Yeah. Um, and I would leave with a sore back because Aww. the muscle I, was I working so hard. I feel like my That's back good. is sore because I've been punching. No, I've been doing these like um, uh, weights exercises. Oh, sick. Um, I respect weights. They they really take things up a notch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's this really interesting weights, episode. We'll actually drop the links the links in the in the bio. But um, they t they oh, open source AI. They talked with one of the the CEO of open source AI in this podcast, mm -hmm. and he. Um, basically talks about, because there's this debate about like, can AI feel pain? Mm. And so when we're training AI, how do we do so hu humanely? Mm. And a big part of that is like, so that when they become super smart, they don't feel ill will towards us. They don't say this in the podcast, mm -hmm. but can you imagine like training someone, like you train a dog mm -hmm. with like love and care so that it doesn't turn on you. Yeah. It's the same thing. So interesting. So basically this guy was like, um, the interviewer said, there is this thought of like, if someone is digging, um, digging a hole, a ditch in the road, like why does he have to also know like physics mm -hmm. to, to do this thing and do a simple task? And the um, open source AI guy was like, look, we're building people who are going to, we're building AI who are going to be incredibly smart and we don't mm -hmm. want to limit ourselves. So if that per if that ai is is going to be super intelligent we we they're going to have to have a breadth of experience including mm. pain mm. and you want to limit the pain but mm. like and i was thinking about that because it's like we all learn mm. through lessons that are difficult and like adjusting mm. to those lessons 
but it's just a crazy thing where it's like well pain what is the function of pain for us it's if it's physical pain it, it means something's wrong that we need to change that's like fucking with our system's ability yeah and then emotional pain is also your system's it's a course ability. corrector it's a cor- it's a reminder to course correct yeah it's like a it's a warning mm-hmm so for an AI, what, how would that manifest? Like, Well, so basically something that the other episode was talking about is... Say the episode for everyone. Ezra Klein. Ezra Klein. I'll drop them in the bio. Yeah, we'll put it in the bio. Um, but the Ezra Klein show, they're doing a series on AI, and it's really interesting. Um, I always was like, oh, Ezra Klein. But then when I got into it, I, I know was like, name. I'm learning. I know, no, it's funny that you say that, because for me, when I see it, I'm not... I don't know if it's the Z and the K... <laughs> But I just, like, look at his name, and I'm like, ooh. Well, when I hear Ezra Klein, I just think, like... I don't claim like, this energy. Well, it feels very, like, like big liberal media vibes. You yeah, know, yeah, and I yeah. just sort of feel like... I don't know who he is. I just... The structure of his name. Yeah, but he's he's really... It's actually great, and he he lives up to the hype, people. Um, See, nuances everywhere. He's really one of those people that's like, don't knock it till you try it. But, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, what was I talking about? Oh, so basically they were talking about um, these bots that they were having play video games and their whole life is just playing video games for like a year straight. Mm -hmm. And there's one video game where you can't really do anything. At a certain point, like you can't Mm -hmm. feel the reward. You can't feel like that you've done something right. And so there's really no purpose for this AI to do anything except for like the researchers to just see the AI perform. Mm -hmm. And what the AI, this is trigger warning suicide, but (laughs) the AI essentially kill themselves. Wait, why do they kill themselves? Because there's no pleasure in what they're doing anymore. And they, they program them to they, have pleasure. Oh because they program them to have pleasure and they also the AI know the next part in the game. Like the game is repetitive at this point. So they're like, why how would do I they take the first step? Kill themselves. They just like deprogram. They like they term they, I don't really remember how, but they just oh like terminate or they just stop or they just completely stop functioning. Which is like functionally killing yeah. yourselves if you just stop functioning. Wow that I feel it in my heart. Yeah, and so it's crazy. Also, there's this movie that um, I watched when I was a kid that has never left my body mm-hmm. called iRobot, and it's a we oh. watched it at the house together, and it's a um, it's a Will Smith movie. No, we know iRobot. I think I think I think we do. Do right? we all the world? Do I think iRobot's know? one of those movies that's like always like on. Okay, good. Like, television. I kind of fucking love. No, iRobot. I think I Am Legend is. No, yeah, I Am Legend is, is always on. No, iRobot's a little low-key. iRobot is, so it's based off of a, um Isaac Asimov um, novel, mm. and basically it's about AI, and this one robot is trying to, like, is, like, malfunctioning and, like, sort of getting out of the, the matrix that mm. everyone else is, and because the robots, like, kill their maker. Mm. And so the one robot helps, like, Will Smith solve the murder. Mm. But there's this crazy moment where Will Smith is, like, fighting the, like, army of robots, and this one robot jumps down in front of Will Smith and goes, What am I? Because he doesn't know. I like the robot design in iRobot, too. Yeah. If you were to design a robot, what would you want it to look like? I honestly wouldn't have it be a biped at all. You mean, like, looking human? Yeah, I don't think... Is that what biped means? Biped is two legs, like... Oh, oh, yeah. Because it's, like... Ped. I think if you put anything on two legs, we're the only people... We're the only people on Earth. <laughs> we're the only, yeah. like, animals on Earth that do that. And so it just confuses Well, they're doing the that because the world is set up for our body type. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Because, like, if it's... If okay, it's how about this? It would mostly groceries. be quadruped, and then when it needs to, it, it would stand up. Like, I just feel like it would look, mm. like, super... Like, I feel like Star Wars... <laughs> I never saw Star Wars, so I don't know why I'm talking about it. 
It's going to be like, Star Wars copyright. And then I have no, no context. <laughs> I feel that your brain's like, we know a little. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like we would have to really, like, make it almost playful. Or okay. Like... You saying that I got an image in my head when you were talking about the legs. Because I was like, that's actually really funny to bring up. And I was like, maybe, like, robots should be, like, humorous. And I was, like, thinking, like, what if they aren't bipeds? Mm-hmm. But when they needed to stand, just these two, like, tripod-like sticks came out. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, okay. Like, you're, like, retractable legs. That totally. You need. Because I feel like the human, the zeitgeist is so sensitive to stuff like that because of, like, the um, pop culture that we've ingested over the years. Like, even the fucking Black Mirror episode. Did you ever see it with the dog? Mm -hmm. I weirdly saw it. I don't watch anything scary. It's just this this dog that hunts people down for, like, misbehaving, but it's, like... Oh, which is a thing now. But and then they made it. Yeah, they made the like police. The police dog. Yeah. And everyone was literally like, "That's Black Mirror." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, mm-hmm. rather than just being like, "Get over it, guys," it's like, "No, let's address these like triggers. Let's mm-hmm. address the fact that we've all seen this scary Black Mirror episode, yeah. where you know this dog is hunting you down no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. And make it different. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand why we can't think like literally just think outside the box a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, I don't. I, I'm really curious as like who is in the room in these meetings because it's like, the the second podcast that I listened to the open source AI guy, it was interesting hearing him because he's so fucking broy and very mm-hmm. like, like Ezra Klein was <laughs> Ezra Klein um, <laughs> friend of the, friend of the pod. <laughs> official friend of the pod yeah. yeah we went through it with him yeah you see a friend of me now. from he's, distrust to trust yeah. Um, but he basically was talking about like how do we bridge like when AI happens mm. people will lose work for sure like there will be a complete a complete restructuring of how we are employed and the open source AI guy was like you know what I actually don't really think that that's super um, I don't really think that's the question <laughs> he was like I think we need to think about like <laughs> the next step and so but he's like so not of you know of the common people there's no like salt of the earth on him or whatever it's called Mm. and I think that it's like who are the people in the rooms that are making these decisions and not thinking about like just the way that someone's going to react to something Mm -hmm. like you don't want to see something and feel like it's a threat Mm -hmm. because it's really hard to to do that like obviously we felt like Ezra Klein was a threat but we were able to come back around but Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to be able to do that you know also with like learning in a weird way it's like you'd think that bots would learn faster like I'm thinking of like the idea of like this dog like arresting somebody and I'm like like, I don't trust that. I don't think anyone does. But it's, like, I think humans learn faster yeah, on a community level. Because I'm, this is what I'm saying is, like, I think – I'm going to try to articulate this. But when a bot is being programmed with, like, binary things by a certain type of person or, like, a certain tech mm-hmm. company, when in, and this is what I see also reflect on the internet where it's, like, for example, the cancel thing where it's, like, I share something. My community understands it. They know the language mm-hmm. that I speak. Another community finds it and says this is wrong. And it's, like, well, it's not really about right and wrong. It's about this community having a conversation, right? Yes. And then I think of that with just life in general and even things like a police arrest relationship. It's, mm-hmm. like, how are we going to – is, like, all of these things going to be programmed the same around the whole country and they're not going to learn, like – Regional, social cues yeah. or slang or like, like cultural cultural cues I mean right. the jaywalking thing I mean like jaywalking right. is such a human like whoopsie like you know what I mean yeah. and there's so many of those yeah. and it's like it's funny to think that in a way like the bot like 
almost complements the way that I see people's psychology going on the mm-hmm. internet of like these very binary, like everyone, we need to program this narrative into your head um, all the time, regardless of your life experience, regardless of what language speaks to you, regardless like where you're at in your life, you know? Yeah. And it is in line with that. And I think people don't realize that right away just yeah. because of the aesthetics of a bot. Yeah. But shouldn't the direction be more like going into more of the nuanced gray area and being like, you can't, you don't understand how to communicate with someone in a community that isn't yours until you're in that community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bot won't. won't. (laughs) And it's so interesting that you say that because they specifically referenced um, this AI system that they were trying to get into face uh, recognition, Mm -hmm. I think for for police work. Mm -hmm. And um, so they had the bots study faces that were most shown in the media mm. and study these faces, study these faces, recognize these faces. How do you mm. recognize? They use news clippings from 2001. And so... <laughs> Wait, to show what? Like to random? show, like, to be like, can you recognize this face? Like, okay, look at okay. a face, take in the face, mm-hmm. look at all the different parts, and then you can look at a real-life photo on a crime scene mm. and be like, these are our suspects and match mm-hmm. it up. So the bots that they... They gave, the, they gave them this information. And so they literally, the person who was most shown in the news in 2001 mm. was George Bush. Oh, wow. Our former fucking president. Yeah. And so they only figured out how to recognize like, George Bush. Oh, my God. Or things that look like George Bush George like, exists Bush. in a really funky place. Do you know I what know. I mean? Like no, his I like post-president life is like, okay, you're the AI face and yeah. you're like a puppy painter. Like what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely like, it was funny how they, when Trump was president, everyone was like, I'm looking fondly upon George Bush. And now that people like. People said that? I didn't they, know. They're just sort of like, LOL, like it's just funny oh. how we thought George Bush was so bad and now like Trump is worse. But yeah. like, <laughs> but now Afghanistan is coming back and it's like, oh yeah, like he did something really bad. Like yeah, actually fucked it. over some shit for a long time. I saw a really good meme about George Bush that I that made me think more about things where he was like George Bush like rebranded as like a sweet old man that paints puppies. Yeah. And that's like really good for his plot or like yeah. his own psyche even to yeah. be like, Oh, you know, I did this bad thing in a time where people were like less alert to what I was doing, but like yeah. now when you think of me you think of this leaked image of me painting puppies right whatever. like it's very clever whether he's aware of it or not totally um no i think um there's a, there's a wikipedia it's called like depths of wikipedia on instagram it's an instagram oh, i'm friends with her oh really i love shout her shout out annie shout out i'm on her account. close friends and we chat oh really and <laughs> the best thing is on her close <laughs> friends voice crack <laughs> not about to close friends leak but uh she, she always is like she documented her whole like boyfriend process uh, kind of uh, of like them getting together and they were like long distance and it was like so entertaining and like so cute oh uh, <laughs> so i yeah. should tell her Shout i, out I love her wikipedia annie so funny um there she did one about bush isms which is just like oh things he messed up and <laughs> there's literally so many good ones one is i think we agree the past is over <laughs> <laughs> i think we agree <laughs> and then there's um the past is over. She's over. She's out of style. Um, this is actually really funny. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never think. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. Oh my God! What he's doing? Saying like we're all good. <laughs> we're all good, babes. The past is in the past. I just want you to know that when we talk about war, we're really talking about peace. Oh my God! He was meant to be just like a dinner party millennial. <laughs> 
was like, guys, I, I took up painting during the pandemic, and rarely is the question asked, "Is our children learning?" Okay, I'll is our it. children learning? Close that reads like a meme. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so sorry. I just I just hit Gabby. <laughs> I do so enjoy high. being hit. Here we go. In like a excitable, you know. I'm I'm psyched. So love that. We love, um, yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> on Instagram, Instagram, um, I posted a thing, and it was basically like a uh, a, a post. I reposted a post of these. <laughs> AI generated names for colors. Oh, love that! I reposted it. I reposted it. It was yeah, she did, and it was basically like the person who posted it, it is this person named Adam Grant, and he had wrote a book called Originals, Adam which Grant. I have on my shelf and I haven't finished reading. Um, but he basically said like, if you think that AI is going to take over creative industries, look at these the names of these colors and think again. Mm-hmm. And those names, this post I saw, it was like from two months ago and yeah. I'm still thinking about those colors. Okay, I'm gonna say some out loud just yeah. so you guys get the gist, but go to at go team James to see the whole thing because it's great. But here are some names they came up with. Um Caring Tan, Bank Butt, Bun Flow, Sandan is one of them, Golden Cronk, Turdly, Stanky Bean. Like it reads like a like a bad But no, page. but they're beautiful. There's some of them are beautiful. Like some are good. That's I'm true. I'm I kinda stand them. Like Stoner Blue. Stoner Blue, Homestar Brown. Well maybe it just says not every bot's an artist, just like not every person Rose is Hork, an artist. Horky White. That's what I there's, take. There's from one this. is testing. Like what? Fantastic. So it's like whoever said stoner blue, whoever said testing, <laughs> is an artist, and whoever said stanky bean should just go back to shit posting and staying in their room. <laughs> there's just like the child that like leans on the keys and it's like whoop whoop blitz. Yeah, that one's all. Anyway, um, but this is my thing is uh, I think that like I love life. Stargoon was one of them. I think that that proves that AI can be artists and they could technically take over our creative positions because it really like resonated with people and people wanted to respond to this poll of like, what is your vibe today? It is one of these colors. Like, Mm. and where does that come from? I think it's because AI is like at this point in its um, evolution where what it does is very meme-like. And that's how we're going mm-hmm. to incorporate it into our culture and be, find it more familiar. No, and that's you know why what? I think it should be more cartoonish that's very, very and lean into its 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 memeness. Okay, I'm gonna bring the meme definition because it always fascinates me. Um, it's so true. Okay, this is gonna blow our minds. <laughs> <laughs> well, the definition of meme, just yeah. as you're presenting it, is yeah. like a robot is gonna be a meme or like yeah. at least meme educated. The yeah. definition of meme actually is. An element of a culture or system of behavior that may be considered to be passed from one individual to another by non-genetic means, wow. especially imitation. Wow. And does that not sum up the way that bots are going to be programmed? Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, bots are memes. Yeah, bots, will bots be memes. are memes. And I just think, like, mm. that's why we... I just think there is a place for AI, mm-hmm. but they're doing it wrong because they're self-serious, like, Silicon Valley bros that are like, and then we're going to have them, like, colonize the universe. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what the guy literally said. It was like, well, you know, if they haven't colonized mm-hmm. the universe in 100 years, there's probably a god. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah, there's a like, lot. Hmm. But, like, but why not approach it as, like, this thing has the opportunity to be funny and lighthearted and like easy easy and not self-serious like 
because essentially, like, at this point, especially, this is something that Ezra Klein pointed out, is the, these AIs are sort of reading, like, savant children, mm-hmm. you know, or they're really good at one thing, yeah. maybe, and then they sort of are stumbling in other ways. Mm-hmm. And, like, what's more lovable than that? It's true, it's true. <laughs> I just thought right now, like, it's almost like creating the bots and, like, the AI and the way that it's being presented now, because I think in the past, I feel like the conversations were very much like, we're going to make AI, like, work for us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now I'm almost, like, seeing it as this, like, endearing thing, like... And I almost wonder if, like, on an artistic psychological level, it's, like, making AI is almost us, like, facing our self-hatred. Totally. <laughs> and being, like, because yeah. I think in this past... And the flaws of humanity. Which have been exposed with the internet mm-hmm. and just the way that we're all so, like, you know... It's it's almost like there was a time where humans were walking around like we were, like, the bee's knees mm-hmm. and, like, had everything going down. And then we watched our inventions kind of ruin the world and no, no one's certain of their trust in themselves or others and now it's like maybe we do want to be killed mm-hmm. <laughs> like if we do mm-hmm. want to like oh my god have so, an enemy <laughs> well what's interesting is yeah killed form, by a our own opponent, opponent it's like the self-sabotage 101 is like i'm gonna create something to kill this kill me whether well yeah because basically like also um our birth rates are declining globally Facts. so people are having less sex um <laughs> Um, also, <laughs> but yeah, which leads to babies. I've heard. Um, yeah, that's I heard that too. Yeah, can it's not just like this thing. That that, it's not just this like fun, yeah. weird. It's just yeah. Um, tell that to the bots. <laughs> I really want to see how are bots relating to like sex information or reproduction. Yeah, because they're gonna have to. But but mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah but yeah. So like, birth rates are declining. So we're having to like. enter a new species into the mix that's like adjacent to our population um also this is my thing that i've sort of been thinking about a lot um i'd like your take on this too because you have also worked like uh, minimum wage jobs um with the pandemic the unemployment rate has like stayed really high Mm -hmm. even though a lot of places are hiring a lot of restaurants specifically some retail Mm -hmm. spaces and people don't want to go back to work. People mm-hmm. don't want to go back to those shitty-ass jobs. Yeah. And, like, especially with the internet, and especially if you're a millennial or Gen Z, mm-hmm. you see that there's another avenue. And so people are, like, I think, sort of trying to bridge that gap and be like, I don't want to be treated poorly as, like, a, mm-hmm. a minimum wage person. I don't feel valued. I'm not going back. And I do feel like there's going to be a huge shift mm-hmm. because people are holding strong. Like, this is a fucking... It's like a protest. It really mm-hmm. is like protesting a system in a really, like, subtle subtle way that, With like... actual tangible action. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just being talked it's about. A true, it's a true resistance. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'm sort of like, okay, obviously, do, do you. Like, I'm sort of basically in the same boat. Um, but I'm like, if there's a place for AI... It should be like these like very minimum wage jobs mm-hmm. that people don't want to do because humans are just mean to people who work in restaurants. They're just mean. Like for yeah. some reason we see that as subhuman. And Absolutely. and I've just I mean, there have been people who have treated me so mean. So mm-hmm. mean. And I worked at like nice. Did you restaurants. ever snap back? Um Did you ever have a moment where you were like, You're being really rude? No, I was very uh restrained because I didn't want to lose my shit. Mm-hmm. I, I had the same thing. I would, I would always handle it, and then I remember 
when I knew I was going to leave in two weeks, finally, mm-hmm. after working at the same retail place for five years, I remember the first... No, there was two times this happened. One was when I was not leaving. This guy was so rude to me because... Mm-hmm. So I worked at Blick Art Materials, which mm-hmm. was a scam. Um, you know, I was thinking about that with the bot conversation, too, where Blick would really make you feel... It was almost like they were programming desire in us because yeah. we were factually and like looking back, we were all just numbers and like so hard. It was such a corporation, but they kind of like would use there was just this like essence of like advancement or being seen as an artist there mm-hmm. that was so fake and like not real. Yeah, really um, honestly so toxic. Yeah, like they'd be like, "Hey, like you get to do the mural today." And it's like you wouldn't get paid extra if a customer talked to you, you'd have to drop everything or you'd get in trouble. Hey, like you want to do unpaid creative labor? Yeah, all yeah. the time and like they never gave raises. Like it was just a really toxic and like, "Oh my god." And then they'd be like, "Pizza party." And you'd be like, "Okay, you're giving me terrible food for my body instead of oh my god you guys this was the craziest part everyone really was starting to react and be like we want raises like this is crazy and uh, we had a terrible manager at the time um and instead of raises they spent what could have been thousands of dollars programming this app where we could compliment each other no fucking way off the clock no way. And whoever got more a lot of compliments could get a gift card to a series of places, which was like Red Lobster or like TJ Maxx. Oh, that's so gross. It was so disgusting. And I remember that happened because I really bought into the bit for a while. I yeah. Mean, I worked there from 18 to like 24. You and did. I was always like, yeah. I remember applying to be a manager. What the fuck was yeah. I thinking? <laughs> but I remember always kind of being this vibe of like, I don't know, just like something could happen here, right? Yeah. And they really kept me there. What am I saying? Oh, okay. <laughs> and just the people would be rude, yes. And I remember one time, the one time that I broke out of the simulation, and I really feel like you guys, like anyone who's working retail right now, like I do think that a lot of getting out of that vibration was like breaking the simulation as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And one of them was I remember this guy getting mad at me because at Blick you had a Blick card, <laughs> which you I'd type your name in and you get 10% off. Yeah. <laughs> you get a tax taken away in California. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was also a scam because they would make the prices higher so they wouldn't lose anything. Um, but he came in and he was like, he gave me his name and I typed it in and then I rang him up and I'm literally in bot mode. I've been at the cash register for four hours. And then he's like, oh wait, I forgot something. He gets it, comes back and I have to put his name back in. Oh. And he's like, and I was like, oh, what was your name again? And then he was so mean to me because I didn't remember his name. Oh my God. And I was like, and then he was so, so rude. Like he insulted me. Oh. He was like, he was like, are you not thinking? He was like, do you not have a brain? Like, stuff oh like my that. God. Literally. <laughs> and I'm just like, how could someone be so rude? Like, it's making emotional. And then he laughed and I cried. I yeah. cried. I was like, that's so rude. And then he came in again a week yeah. later. Yeah. Totally normal, better mood. And I was like, you know, you made me cry last week. Whoa. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, what? And he like shifted and was like really uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I was typing your name in the computer. <laughs> and then I didn't remember it the second time, even though I'm literally here in autopilot doing this all day. Yeah. And I was like, you basically told me I was really stupid for not remembering your name and you degraded me and I cried Wow! and <laughs> he was like so uncomfortable and so freaked out and I remember what he said was like yeah he was like you know because uh, he didn't want to give up he didn't want to say sorry Ugh. but he wanted to like and he said uh, I what did he say he said he was like yeah he was like he was like yeah you were probably thinking about your art Ew. Yeah, he was like, you're probably thinking about your art at the time. So he didn't want to give up the fact that I was wrong to forget his name. Oh, that's so good. But he wanted to be like, I understand, right? Oh, my God. And But it felt so good. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I was like, you fucking made me cry last week, little man. Wow, dude. <laughs> and then ever since then, he was like way overly nice. And I was like, yeah, bitch, now you got to perform. How does that feel? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's wild. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think standing up for yourself is like a... 
is like a something that we can't lose. Like it's taught totally. to us at a young age on like the playground, mm-hmm. but I think there's nothing more powerful like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's something that I wish I did. I just was so scared and also very like. No, I'm like saying I did this at the end. You know what I mean? No, like, totally. And I'm just I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Like, like I don't mean this as like, oh, you did straight up. No, 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 no. I mean, like, no, I'm not taking I it wasn't until way. I was able to that I did. I'm but, not taking it that way. I'm just yeah. thinking about like the people who were rude and the people that I could have been. I was just so like, let me just get my manager. Also, restaurants are different. I will say, like, yeah. Blick was like very discombobulated, but restaurants they kind of have a family aspect where they're yeah. like, this person comes in all the time, and like we have to be kind of like seen and not heard kind of vibes. Yes. Um, whereas Blake was like, okay, another person buying sticks. Like, yes, you know, it yes, is yes, different. Yes. It is different. There was a time where like this <laughs> this family that would come in all the time, and they own like a, a wellness center. Mm-hmm. They came in with their grandkids, and um, they just started degrading me in front of the grandkids oh. in like a joking way. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Tell the lady what you want." Like, and he was like, "Tell her she'll get you anything. She'll get you anything in the world." Mm-hmm. Like, and but in like a really rude way and. I can't remember. I'm, I've, like, blocked out so much. But I just remember walking away and being like, your kids don't get that you're joking. Yeah. And, like, you're being a fucking dick. And mm-hmm. no, your kids don't read that. Yeah, like, your yeah. kids think, oh, this is how you talk to servers. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just made me so, so angry because I was like, it's one thing if a, an adult is rude and it's like, they know better. And it's mm-hmm. kind of just like, I don't know how you felt this way. Yeah. But seeing in the process of, like, a, a parent teaching grandkids like this is how you can treat people Mm -hmm. who work for oh he said oh he said she she works for you tonight Mm. these are fucking five-year-olds i was like are you fucking that's so like la dad it was so gross it was so gross and like i really just wanted to be like roger what the fuck are you doing because he also would come in and be like hey guys like we just get a little patio table he was like Uh, felt like everyone loved him and it was just like he thought he was like a lounging parisian muse yeah yeah and it's like no brah like you're just a customer. It was crazy. It was crazy. eating, pooping swine. I will say what really trips me out, too, about people who are rude to, like, service workers or, like, anybody. It's, like, everybody loses. Because yeah. when you're nice to... Like, for me, when I was a cashier, the people who were really nice to me and, like, brighten my day, like, mm-hmm. I'd fucking, like, delete stuff on their order. Like, yeah. they'd save money. Like, when you're nice to servers and you have a friend that's a server, it's, like, you get a free cookie. Like, yeah. you get a nice exchange. It's, like, I don't understand... You also just walk away feeling better. Like, eating is such a spiritual experience. It's literally Mm -hmm. a communion. And if you're, like, putting out negative energy while you're doing that, you're literally just, like, eating and bathing and, like, taking back in this, like, bad vibe that you've put out because it doesn't Mm -hmm. go away. It sits there on the table with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's doesn't, it's such a, it literally is one of the most spiritual things we can do as humans is, like, take food in because we're putting it into like our our bodies like it's it's a big deal and i'm thinking about the bot again where i'm like okay if all this if all servers become robots Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about tipping them you don't have to think about being nice to them yeah and then that helps people not you know then kylie jenner can't be called out for not tipping Mm -hmm. well on a dinner and she's free yeah (laughs) i know (sighs) i know i don't know when i hear this stuff too i will say just like on an end point i just think we kind of act like we're on earth to do better when it just feels like we're here to make art about ourselves, Mm -hmm. whether we're aware of it or not. And even with the robots, it's like, there's so many reasons why it's not a good idea, why it doesn't bring us closer to like source or happiness or simplicity. Yeah. And yet we're doing it anyways. And there, I think 
everyone feels a little bit of excitement for these movements, whether they can admit it or not. Yeah. Because it is a spectacle mm-hmm. and it is art, no matter what. Like, yeah. And and you know, it's happening anyways, right? Yeah. But I think that, and I'm like, what is the function here? You know. And I I want to share a clip from that um, podcast you sent me, the Ezra Klein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a depressing thought to say that like we're gonna limit ourselves to what humans are capable of rather than benefit from everything that we can build better tools for. Like we build tools so that we can do better than we can do with our hands, you know, digging up the dirt or whatever. Like all of this, everything we have here, right, is because we started digging up the ground, finding stuff. And like, we made this room, we made this microphone, we made the internet. Like we have done incredible work with tools that have let us shoot past what we'd be capable of without them. And let's not stop. That would really be depressing to me. So he says that, and it's just kind of wild to hear someone say that. Yeah, yeah. Out loud and admit that. It is wild. It's also sort of like so uh, self-important and mm-hmm. like believe, like so team human. Yeah. I mean, look, we're we're like heading like into the deepest philosophical questions that have been on humanity's mind for a very long time, but maybe you're never been as relevant or as decision relevant as they are now. But I think a lot of these things really come down to like, A, do you believe that a sense of self exists at all? Or is it like, is everything just like, there's this body and there's this brain and there's like energy flowing through a neural network in your head, like there could be in a computer and as that is running, it creates this like illusion of a sense of self that is getting tortured, but it really is not there at all. And that it's all the same thing. That's like a philosophy that I happen to mostly feel is, is the most true. There's others who would say like quite the opposite, which is that there will never be a sense of self. In a, there, there is a self, there's a soul, whatever. And that will never exist in a computer. And so all of these questions are irrelevant. Like there's no way that any neural network running in silicon could ever suffer and it's a ridiculous question people have like quite different opinions on this pulling in data to do predictive learning there's just going to be a limit on that well here you are though i mean it works for you yeah but only so well you should see me you should see me on my off days sure but like we can if we can have an ezra like that's pretty great and my understanding my belief is that you are energy flowing through a neural network that's it perception comes in it like cycles around a neural network in your head and you some muscle of yours moves but that's it that's the whole ezra and that is replicatable energy flowing through a neural network and is replicable in a very big computer take us a while to figure out there's like a lot of complexity there maybe but yeah if if it doesn't happen in a few hundred years or a hundred years even then some axiom i believe is wrong I'm going to go meditate on the idea that I'm energy flowing through a neural network. It is a little depressing, but if you can just like let this one idea go that there is like, there's a special self, there's like an Ezra at the controls of all of this and just say like, there's nothing here. Like it's just the system and it has this like side effect of me thinking I'm an Ezra, then it all kind of works. Because he, he says that and it's sort of like, it sort of takes away the importance of being human, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because his whole argument is built on, well, we need to expand as humans. And mm-hmm. then he sort of like circles back. And it's just, I, I, it's, I guess it's a duality that we all live with. Um, but it's like, we are essentially just energy flowing through neurons. Oh yeah, I like that, that was and, interesting. And um, the self is something that isn't real. Personality isn't, isn't real. 
fluctuates over the course he of our lives. He groups life. self with the soul, though, in that quote. He does. I don't believe in that. Yeah, I which I was that. like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's that energy <laughs> then? Like Cesar Milan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, I guess there's a concept of the self, like the soul. And I was like, the self's not the soul. Yeah. yeah. It's just not. Well, that's because he's a Silicon Valley bro. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. only give him so much. But but I do, the concept <laughs> of what he's saying is very interesting where it's like, yes, the self isn't real. Joey's just nose is on my leg. Aww, uh, okay, the cutest. The barky. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. So it's it, it's just sort of this thing of like, it goes back to that movie Her, which maybe that oh should be God, assigned Her. watching if everyone watches Her. Her is is close to real too. Yeah, it really is, and it sort of it, it broaches this idea of like, how are we different than bots other than our physical form? Her is an incredible movie. Yeah. Um. I will say, too, like, her would only work if your love language isn't touch. <laughs> I know, and I think that's what's so tragic about. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets tragic. We have to be really good. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, bathroom break. So, Anything bathroom else? break. I guess that's it. I feel like I just got really hyped, and I hope that... That's usually when an episode is good for us. <laughs> I hope that that's everything I, I said made sense. I think it absolutely did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just want to also say, I mean, it's, like, not really our, you know... I was thinking of, like, the whole... It's not our place to make sense. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's this thing now where you have to, like, preface and be like, hey, guys, I'm just a person. I'm not an AI expert. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't fucking know that from just yeah. looking at us, like, I can't help you. Like, you listen to You think to I us. can look this good and also be <laughs> No, not like that. No, I mean, like... <laughs> Imagine if I said that at the beginning of the episode. You think I can keep up this body, honey? And, <laughs> and think about AI? Um... Yeah, if you don't listen to this pod with full awareness that it's the equivalent of going to a dinner party and listening to your friends talk, then yeah, I think most I can't people, help you. <laughs> most people that I get feedback from are like, I love just feeling like I'm hanging out. Yeah, it's which like, I think that's... is the healthiest way to take in everything. Yeah. Like when I was going to cancel, people were like, she's not a self-help leader. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. I don't want to be. Rename the podcast The Hang. <laughs> the Hang. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> we have to be really clear about our intentions because people don't have skills. Yeah. Because they're just AI. Also, like, isn't it trivia to think that people on the internet that you're talking to could be AI because there are AI bots out there? Oh, that, like, someone, an AI bot could be listening to us right now. Totally. Shout out AI bots. AI bot learning hang. (laughs) Learning how to hang. (laughs) They're like, listen to all of the podcasts that have under 10K monthly listens. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then that's the AI bot. Um, Um, I also want to plug, what's that artist? Suriyama? Budet. Soriyama. Oh, who makes the cyborgs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he makes these beautiful paintings and sculptures. And actually, Elon Musk has one yeah. of his sculptures. Yeah. What is this? His first name's Hajime. H-A-J-I-M-E. And then his last name's Soriyama. Yeah, really beautiful Hajime, stuff. Hajime. Um, yeah, and so Elon Musk actually has one of his sculptures in his house of one of his like fembots. He's a very sexual guy, for sure. That's the thing, is if AI could look like that, I think that would be really helpful. It would be so fun. Just they're, they're completely metal, very shiny. Yeah, completely chrome metal. They don't have like eyeballs. Yeah, and they're just like kind of like eighties. I wouldn't. Hotties. I don't think they should be super sexual though, because imagine. Yeah, that's just like keeping us. Keep us locked into like, the <laughs> human shit. The sex combo. Um. Yeah, bots like they don't like we own sex. They don't. Yeah. That's all we really have. That's left. like special <laughs> for us. That's all we um, have left. When two people fall in love. Um. So yeah. I guess that's about it for today. <laughs> that is, yeah. Read um, any plugs, anything. You're gonna get your book coming out. Don't forget, guys, September third, nine thirteen, 
21, 3, 2, 1. 9, 3. 9, 3. 9, 3. <laughs> we just plugged my birthday. <laughs> I would buy my book for Kelly's I'm birthday. so used to saying 9, 13. Can you imagine if I released the book on your birthday? That would be so toxic. Would it be toxic? It'd be a little odd. I guess. Because I'm hanging out with you on your birthday, so it would be like, it would be like, yeah, it would be hard. Me. It would be yeah. hard to like split the attention. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because then, you know, now we can have, we have two parties. Totally, totally. <laughs> oh, then my birthday is after your book thing. Yeah. So we're kind of celebrating also. Totally. At, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say where I'm going, but it's a good at, deal to me. Undisclosed location. Somewhere I've wanted to go since I was a teenager and could never afford. Okay, fine. We'll tell them. We're no. going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> no, not at Disneyland, but I do miss Disneyland. Yeah. Um, um, okay, I want to make not a bot stuff. I really, you should. I want to make not a bot stuff, and I want it to say, because I want to wear it. Yeah. I think everything I make is stuff that I want first and foremost, and I want a hat that says not a bot in handwritten cursive. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Who would a bot? They can't do that. Learning cursive is so not bot. It's you so spend a bot. year fucking learning cursive. I love cursive. You guys, I write in cursive, personally. I write in all caps block letters you from do. my dad. That's how I write. If My dad writes like that, too. Yeah, it's a main that's, thing. That's like how I write when I need to do to-do lists to tell myself what to do. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm feeling vibey. Anyway, um, not okay, a bot. Okay, so not a bot merch. I am going to do that. You should definitely do that. What if I just like be really smart and markety and I like do it at the same time as this episode? And I'm just like, and I advertise the episode, and then I'm like, also, guys, not a bot merch is here. Can you do it that quickly? <sighs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> do it. Oh, also, you guys, we have a shirt. Oh, my God, yeah. We have uh, the <laughs> Portals. Merch. Portals are everywhere. Portals shirt. are everywhere. Sunshine, sunshineshop.la we'll slash Sizewoon. Yeah. James and I are, we split the profits on that. That's our baby. <laughs> Portals are Just everywhere. Just so you guys know our more money. <laughs> Just so you know that things are not toxic here. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, the back is really cute. And it's, it's an illusion pod slash us sort of ode. Yeah, um, and it's really good. Joy. So yeah, cute. he's being cute. And thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that you uh, <laughs> listen to all of the podcasts that we're about to drop in the With thing. A sense of humor, and yeah, lightness about life. Keep moving. Okay, how about this? We end with, what is your piece of advice for someone who's feeling like a bot and wants to not feel like a bot? What makes you not feel like a bot? Just off top. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> James Quig. <laughs> um, actually, so yesterday I just sat outside as the sun was setting mm-hmm. and I drank some iced tea mm-hmm. and I just looked at the, the time passing because I also feel like night when night falls and I'm not expecting it, mm. it hurts. Very confusing. And I think, uh, and so and then I just told myself things that I was happy that I'm doing. Yeah. And I think just self, like, giving yourself some congratulations is very like not a bot sunset is very not bot i will agree with that when i go outside for a walk around sunset or even just sit on my porch it is the most not bot experience in the world and i don't think there's anywhere on this earth that doesn't feel good at sunset yeah um i agree with that i think taking a walk in the neighborhood for me has been the most not bot activity i can do yes you know you start i think there's so much about walking it's like you get to know your neighborhood you get to know the dogs in your neighborhood you get to see the cats in the windows yep uh, it really takes you totally takes you really it's really great it's, it's an actual journey and if you combine sunset with walking oh buddy you can delete lots of bot oh buddy lots of bot triggers there yeah. 
And I guess we'll have one more one more word from SpaceX Anon to SpaceX to close Anon. This up. Thank you. Do you feel like a bot today? <laughs> do you feel like do you resonate more with not a bot or do you feel bot like today? Um, I feel very not bot like today. Mm. And why would you say that? Um, because I feel like you know I don't know. It's I feel like I'm just kind of like doing having a day. Uh, without any like sort of task list in front mm. of me, but you know that's part of that's almost you know that could be more bot like is just being more aimless and <laughs> less focused, just kind of like wandering around in the background, you know. True. Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening um, and watching well, this pod grow. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep moving. Mm-hmm.